Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today we are going to be in the New Testament, 2 Peter chapter 3, and we'll be reading verses 1 through 18. And the title of this is called The Day of the Lord. Before we get started, I'd like to, I had to read what the Bible is so you have a, a way to defend what the Bible is and how we can defend it. Because you're going to have, you're always going to have somebody, you know, claiming whether well, the Bible's not real or, or it uh, contradicts itself and so on. Especially if you're going to uh, secular schools, especially colleges. A lot of the professors in the secular schools, pretty much all of them, there may be one or two, but the norm now is they're just pretty secular. And a lot of them claim to be atheists, and so they don't believe the Bible, and they'll dispute it all the time because they think, well, you're students, so they can, so they know more than you do. But it's the good way to make them have to think. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, 66 volumes of books, a span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little and Aramaic hundreds of subjects and topics. Now, I have something to work with. It's a good way to do apologetics. That means defending your faith, you know, knowing how to explain what you believe. Okay, so let's get started. And uh, before we get started, in Second Peter chapter 3, the day of the Lord, let's talk about your judgment. And now remember that in 70 A.D., uh, that's when judgment happened, when the judgment of God on the Jewish people for rejecting him and also for for being a stoppage of the old uh, covenant ways to the new covenant ways that Jesus brought in, that now we can come by faith believing for those who hear the gospel. And uh, the gospel is hearing that we're all sinners. Uh, we've all broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. Therefore, we're separated from God and on our way to hell. Oh, you know, I want you to know right from wrong. So, so once you hear the gospel, that means, you know, you hear that uh, you must come through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said no one comes through the Father but through him or by him. So he's, uh, he's like the bridge. So, so without Jesus, you can't get to, uh, here to God the Father in heaven. That's not, uh, uh, you just can't do it because we're evil and we're sinful and, and uh, we live in a corrupt world and we're disobedient to God. We don't keep his uh, commandments that have you ever lied? Of course we have. Have you ever stolen him? Borrowing anything, a pen, a paper clip, it doesn't matter how much it is, it's the act, the thought and the intent. And we do things without even thinking about it because it doesn't bother us. That's how corrupt we are. That's how depraved we are. Because remember, God's standards are so high and ours are so low. And therefore, we need, we need Jesus Christ. He was the perfect man. Never sinned. He was the Son of God. He was God in the flesh. He came down and he lived here. And... Um, so when he was like 30 years old, he started his ministry and he was crucified uh, three years later because his ministry lasted three years. 
And uh, but he did all that for us willingly. Now, uh, when you read when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, his flesh didn't want to go through it, but he that was his purpose to do is to pay the penalty that we couldn't pay because it had to be a one time perfect sacrifice, which he did. He did for us. Okay, so I, I don't want to get too far away. So let's let's start reading Second um, Peter chapter three and verse one, the NIV New International Version. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the word spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Verse 3. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. So when Christ was taken up, then um, in 70 AD, um, the Romans came and destroyed all Jerusalem, burned it to the ground, and, and wiped out everybody, killed everybody. I'm set for those like because when you read it says when you see these things coming run for the mountains you know it says to leave so the Christians uh, who who heard these messages did what it said did what now the scripture says they ran they got away when they saw this stuff coming to be saved right but uh, back then, you had the majority of the Jewish people were scoffers. They didn't believe in that. They said no because they reject God and reject Jesus. Even though they seen the miracles and everything like that, not all of them. I mean, a lot of people were saved who came to the Lord. But those that rejected him, especially the majority of the religious leaders, of the Jewish leaders, they didn't believe either. And, and so God just did away with all that. And, and it was pretty horrific. So that's what they're talking about. And then also, I mean, you know, um, God will come back to judge us and stuff. And so that's like a different a different set of circumstances there. But that part there has been done as far as to destroy all that. So that was already done. That has already taken place in, remember, 70 A.D., and uh, you can look in the um, history books of the church, and you can find that there. Let's continue reading. Um, verse 4. They will say, where is this coming? He promised, ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it, as it has since the beginning of creation, verse 5, but they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water, verse 6. By these waters also the world of that time was, was deluged and destroyed. So they're talking about uh, uh, Noah in Noah's days, when God destroyed the world with water because of the evilness that was going on, but saved Noah and his family. Verse 7, by, by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. 
Verse 8, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Verse 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Okay, now remember, uh, you have to learn a hermeneutics. That's, you know, how to divide the word and what it's talking about. Some of it's hyperbole and then some is uh, allegorical and then you have symbolism and so on. So you have to understand what's going on here. So this is uh, uh, when it says the whole world, it's kind of like uh, hyperbole because it's talking about um, where they were at in Jerusalem. Because uh, when the Romans came in 70 AD to destroy it, they they laid it bare. I mean, they burned it to the ground. They just destroyed the whole thing because of all the evilness that's there. Because um, Joe's Jewish people who refused to believe in Christ... And then you had the wicked uh, Pharisees and all the, the various religious leaders who rejected Christ. Now, not all of them. Now, some came, but the majority rejected Christ. So God destroyed all that because uh, at the same time, he was saying the Old Testament has gone away. The New Testament has come in. And so that was that. But unfortunately... When you have wrong theology, then you're looking at everything in the prison of what you have been taught or misled with or whatever. So you're looking at it falsely. And then if you notice when it's the wrong theology, the wrong way of looking at things, because you don't have the whole, it's just like a piece in a puzzle. You don't have all the pieces together. So if you notice, it just doesn't come together. But when you have the right theology, then it's like all the pieces of the puzzle coming together and it's working out just great. So that's what we have to learn. Did you know um, that that the belief system of um, uh, predestination and and the uh, and, uh, the secret coming of Christ and the rapture and all that didn't start until the mid-1850s. Before then, especially in America, um, they had the right theology. The theology was just correct. So it's now they call it Reformed or Calvinist or whatever. But so many people don't even know what that means. You know, right away they think, oh, it's false, it's false gospel. No, it's actually correct. But... You got to study and read to, uh, I'm here to find out. And what I would suggest uh, to anyone listening to this podcast is um, I'm start doing research and I'm going to church history. There's a lot of good church history and for back then also and uh, the reformers. And uh, you have a really good book that has the history of that. In it is, um, I think, uh, Flavius Josephus. But if you get the complete works of Josephus, he was a, 
a Jewish historian who wrote the history of all that stuff that was going on. And there's many other books, too, that you can find. It's really, really good. Okay, so let's keep going. Um, I'm going to start at verse 8. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Verse 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with the roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and earth, the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Verse 11, since everything will be destroyed in this day, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives. Verse 12, as you look forward to the day of God and, and speed is coming, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in heat. Verse 13, but in keeping with this promise. Okay, let's jump down to 14. Verse 14, so then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Now, we still should be doing this. Uh, we still should be doing this now anyways. This is how we're supposed to live the life with Christ. Verse 15, bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote, you with the wisdom that God gave him. Verse 16, he writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do other scriptures to their own destruction. Verse 17, therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may be carried away by the air of the lawless and fall from your secure position. Verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So what we described there, that's how we're supposed to be living anyways. So that's what, if you've been transformed through Jesus Christ, if you've repented of your sins and put your trust in Christ alone, then your life should be showing it because it says we're a new creature. When you come to Christ, you become a new creature. The old things have passed away. The new have come. So there should be a major change in your life. And if you're finding yourself not, then you need to re-examine yourself because uh, the Bible says that. It says to examine yourself. Uh, you know, and to make sure. Okay, I'm going to read you. Um, let me read you this parable. It's a parable of a Pharisee and the tax collector. And it's about repentance. So listen carefully. And uh, this is to some who are confident of their own. And you can find this in Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Uh, I'm starting at verse 9. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down to everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. 
verse 11, the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. And verse 12, I fast twice a day and give a tenth of all I get. Verse 13, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Verse 14, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So when you come with a sorrowful, contrite heart, and you know you're a sinner, because we're all sinners, you have to know that. Like, you know, you don't come and say, well, I'm good and this, that. No, 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 no. You got to come realizing, hey, we are depraved human beings. We have sinned before God. We've broken his, his moral law, the Ten Commandments. They're for guilty and on the way to hell and in need of a Savior. So you come and you repent. You ask God for forgiveness and mercy on our souls, our wretched souls. And then put your trust in Christ alone. Uh, um, put your trust in Christ alone. I'm going to read now Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the NIV. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, NIV. All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Now, I'm telling you, that's how it really is. You can fool yourself if you want to. But I'm just telling you how it is. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. The ESV. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Verse 5. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. In John chapter 6, verse 44. The ESV, the English Standard Version. No one can come to to me unless the father who sent me draws him as Jesus speaking and I will raise him up on the last day okay, I'm going to read you another one this is Mark chapter 8 Mark chapter 8 verse 34 to 38 NIV the way of the cross then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples this is Jesus and said whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves take up the cross and follow me Verse 35, whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Verse 36, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Verse 37, or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Verse 38, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. That's, that's pretty straightforward. Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen and seventeen, the NIV. All Scripture is is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Verse seventeen, so that the servant of God may thoroughly equip the every good work. Romans chapter ten, verse nine through ten. King James Version, that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God raised from the dead, that shall be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth in the righteousness, and with the mouth confesseth may salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version. 
So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And this is why we do it. You know, we care for your souls and all. So if you're if you're one that's been chosen from the foundation of the world, from God, our sovereign God, and hear the gospel, then you need to respond. Let's go through the Ten Commandments. Uh, the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. Have you? We all have made a god in our minds that's great with everything we do. You ever hear? Have you ever hear people say, "Well, my god wouldn't do this, and my god except this"? Yeah, that's because their god doesn't exist. It's not the god of the Bible. Second commandment: You shall not make any idols. Well, we make idols every day. You know, it depends what it is—out of people or cars or, or whatever. Uh, third commandment: You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Have we ever done that? Getting mad and all like that? That's what three. Fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Do we keep the Sabbath day holy? Uh, the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother. Have you ever always honor your mother and father always and even in your thoughts? Mm. Uh, sixth commandment. You shall not murder. According to Jesus, if you ever hate anybody, you already committed murder in your heart. Do you see how high his commandments are? Because he judges our thought and intent also. The seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery. Jesus said if you ever looked at another person with lust, you already committed adultery in your heart already. Uh, the eighth commandment, you shall not steal. Have you ever took anything, borrowed, didn't bring it back, uh, uh, take a paper clip or a pen, anything? It doesn't matter how much it is. It's the deed. So you see how how easy it is for us to be guilty? Uh, the ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. And we've all lied. You can call it white lie, whatever. But we've all lied. If you're going to be honest with yourself. See, this is something to get to look at yourself, judge yourself with. Uh, the tenth commandment, you shall not covet. That means you don't... You're not supposed to want what other people have. And come on, we've all done that. So, we're sunk. Because if you break one of those commandments, you're guilty, period. That's it. And we've broke them all. So, that leaves us guilty. The ten, God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, shows us, is there to show us that we're guilty, period. Because we cannot keep it, therefore we're guilty. God's holy, we are not. God's sovereign, holy, and mighty, and and, and, and um, he's the, the judge of the universe. He created the universe. He created us. So that's why I say realize that we're all sinners. And if you haven't come to Christ, now I've come to Christ, so now I'm saved through the blood of Jesus. That means through Christ, I put my trust in Christ. And because I've done that, now I can go to heaven through him. Not anything I've done. So I would say, come to Christ now, repent of your sins with a sorrowful, contrite heart, and put your trust in, in, in Jesus alone. Not by works or anything else. It's strictly coming, it's just like we, we went over the tax collector and the religious person. You have to come like that with a humble heart, knowing that you're guilty and on your way to hell. Something to think about. Now let me give you some resources. Okay, this stuff you can watch on YouTube, and there's also websites and all, and you can look online, and you can uh, search online in the um, search engines. 
Dr. Vody Bakum. You can watch him on YouTube, and and you can go on, and you can look him up on a search engine. Living Waters with Great Comfort, livingwaters.com. Uh, R.C. Sproul, Ligonier Ministries, wonderful, fantastic teacher. Apologia Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin. And you can go on there and literally, uh, they have all of Dr. Greg Bonson, who is a, um, a Bible professor, well-known. He died and the family gave them all of his recordings, so you can get literally a free seminary education, and they are wonderful. I've been listening to them also. Really good stuff. Ashes and Genesis with Ken Ham, ashesandgenesis.org. Wall Builders with David Barton, wallbuilders.com. And he goes over uh, the majority is uh, American Christian history. And Ashes and Genesis, their main thing is uh, they teach Genesis 1 through 11. Which is gives you the, the beginning foundation, and Living Waters Ray Comfort. He's great in uh, uh, the simplistic Bible and witnessing. Dr. Walter Martin, drwaltermartin.org, great teacher. He's passed away, but you can still listen to it and learn a lot. Um, if you would like, if you would like to, um, email us and correspond that way. Uh, the email is all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. Our website is all lowercase Bible Education Institute dot dot com. If you need a Bible, just email me and I'll be glad to send you one if you can't afford one. And here's some more stuff that's really good. Um, and you, let me see, and you can go to to get like used books and Bibles and stuff or new ones, whatever, you can go to um, Abe Books, A B E B O O K S online, Thrift Books, Amazon, and Alibris, uh, A L I B R I S. They got good stuff, and you know all the other ones they have out there. That's just some of them. Okay, and you can find us our platforms, the video platforms, uh, even though it's in a audio format but there are some from the past and I, I hope to be doing some more like you know real videos but the podcast ones is YouTube and Rumble and then on the audio platforms you can find us on uh, a Helium Radio Network that's HeliumRadio.com Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G-Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook, Podcast Addict, and others. And and I'm also starting, and I've been starting to put them on, starting to put them on Telegram and Getter and on Twitter also. And wherever else I can find to do it. Okay. And also, if you if you go online to the search engine, uh, put in there TCT Network, and there's two programs that are really good. Uh, the first one is Faith and History with William Federer, and he teaches you all of church history, America, and around the world. Fantastic. And then if you want to learn about the Old Testament, there's Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lapin. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. So remember... Read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.